This is Boss Women Unfold, the podcast, a series of honest and empowering conversations with phenomenal women. I am your host, Noelle Sam, and your journey to be empowered starts now. My guest today is Mabel Palomino. Mabel is the founder of Manina World, where she creates spectacular live events and performance for her clients. What I've always admired about Mabel is how freely she speaks about the obstacles she had to overcome in her life. We talked about success, failure, and how to reinvent yourself after both. And now we can start. So first things first, I want to welcome Mabel Palomino to our podcast, Boss Women Unfold. Uh, Mabel Palomino, for those who are still figuring out who she is, is an impressive woman. I've had the chance to work with her, work beside her, and just get to know her. And it's an honor to have you here at the podcast. So Mabel, uh, to start, I'd like you to quickly introduce yourself and we can get into this by letting our listeners know how we know each other. Okay. Yes. First of all, like amazing that we're here today. No? That this is happening. Yes. And I feel like it's so important when we have an idea or a dream and then seeing it manifest. Yes. Especially within the first year. So I congratulate you. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Yes. So Mabel, um, I want to open the conversation by saying how we first met. Yeah. Do you remember? I remember. I remember <laughs> your reaction to our first meeting. And I remember my reaction. I remember seeing you with the big hair coming in, like so diva, so stylish. And I'm like, who is she? I was super curious. So I was really open and I was excited to meet you. But I think your reaction might have been a bit different. No? My reaction was, who is this powerhouse walking in this boardroom, commending so much energy and taking her space? For me, it was the sense of you taking your space. And it was very palpable. It was palpable. I was like, who's this woman? What does she do? And how come everybody seems to be waiting for her? What's going on? So <laughs> It was a campaign with a live event for the launch of the Bentley Bentayga that was mixed in for the first Drive for Toys Drive for idea. Toys, yes. And to be able to tour the car as the star of the city at different stops so everybody gets to see it. So we yes. want to come up with an idea of how people can interact with it at the same time when giving, like while giving back. So it really required a lot of brain power, strategy, and all of those brains at that table were important. And I was curious to know what your brain had. I'm like, okay, let's see what we can create, how we can make this story really like reach as many people as possible. That's right, because at the time I was doing social media and it was interesting to see how your way of creating experiences and a whole world for clients when you work for them was coming to life. And that's where I really want to get in. Manina world, the creation of your own brain power. So you studied biology, Concordia, and now you've also had a background in entertainment, choreographer, dancer, actress, you like wear many hats. How did you make the transition into becoming number one, an entrepreneur? And two, in this realm, like in this field, like take us back to the young, fresh, because now you're like super fresh. <laughs> no. Young, fresh Mabel. 
I like that. Thank you. Well, hello. <laughs> now that you're old, please no, no. take us back when you were born. No, no, no. <laughs> born is it? You're super fresh now because they say wine, you know, it gets better with time. But I think that if you could take us back to when you started and when you decided to launch your business with the background that you had, like what made you so confident to start and how did it happen for you? Okay, so um, when I was a little girl, I really enjoyed creating shows. I come from a very small village. I was born in Peru, like the city's called Marcona. It's not even on the map. Oh, okay. And I remember there was like a band that I loved and we did a cover band. I was five years old when I built this cover band. And my grandmother did all the costumes and we do shows at the the local culture center. So this was in my blood. It was definitely in my blood. when I was growing up, I did I did pursue a little bit of the of the maybe not the acting but the dancing and the music, but I wanted to become a doctor. I really wanted to uh, help people, and I thought, oh, if I become a doctor, I can help a lot of people. If mm-hmm. I open a hospital, and so that was like my dream as well. However, I also understood that maybe it was a it was a safe decision. You know, mm. for me, it's like financial security was really important. So between the ages of 19 and 21, there was a family situation where um, my mom was a a gambler, not anymore, but there was a financial situation where I was made responsible of the home (gasps) at such a young age, and I had to figure out a way to how to make money so I can survive. So when I was in university and I saw this obstacle, my grandmother sent me to a Buddhist camp, and she's like, it's time that you learn about life. And she's like, you're going to have a lot of obstacles in your life. You can, I can guarantee you that. So right now, you need to figure out how you're going to react to that. Because you can take a situation like that and just be reactive through life. And you're going to become miserable. Mm. Or you can take this opportunity to create yourself. Oh, wow. And when you do that, everything shifts. The perspective of obstacles, challenges, instead of like misery and why me... All of that changes. Completely out of the victim mindset. Yes, and more like, okay, what am I made of? At this retreat, like the one thing I my takeaway was like, the impossible is possible. And if not, you're not living life fully. So I'm like, wow, what would be the impossible for me? And the impossible for me then would be, holy crap, I love to create shows. I love to dance. I would love to be on stage. But here I am at 19. I didn't like... I, People study that since they're kids and like very, like it's an athlete, Mm. you know? So I was like, how, but I want to do that. If I want to be happy, I need to be on stage. I need to start creating shows. So I'm like the impossible possible, right? So I would take like midnight buses to New York to train. I had a ballet Russian teacher here that would teach me at like 9 a.m. every morning. I was so committed to it because I would love to do that, to become a dancer. So I really understood that, you know, determination was really like key. Mm. You know, some people sit there and think it's like, okay, I need to go seek for my purpose and what's my passion. It's like, it's all determination. And there was an interesting part of the market then because the dancer's skeleton or the body type is very specific. The look was very specific. And here I come in, Latina with curves, Mm. but they can move. (laughs) I can move. And like disrupting that market a little bit. Okay. You know, I wanted to do choreography. I did it, music videos, tours. Wow. You know, all of these things I did. I was on a TV show for like six to eight years. I was on cabaret stages every night. I would tour. It was, 
I really adored my dancer life. I adored it. Then 2010 happened. That was the transition between dancer and entrepreneur. What made you transition like that? One, I retired as a dancer. I was 30 then. And two, I had lived my first failure. Okay. I had invested everything, including my home. I had sold my home to go on tour. I put everything into this creation to the show I, as, a, as a show producer, and I lost everything. And I ended up with nothing. So this is where you see if you're an entrepreneur or not. Mm, that because, resilience. Oh, yeah. Because this now is, it's all or nothing. You it, have to bounce back. And you will. There's a one yeah, promise. Well, you want to be a business owner, you will have an up and down, up and it's down. If you're not is. ready for that, do don't not even become, start. Don't even think about it. It's very interesting you mentioned that because that's part of those stories people don't always know. And I can relate to it so much because you say you turned 30 and you had bet everything and you lost everything. Yes. I did the same thing when I went into fashion at 29. I bet everything and then I lost money. I lost job at the time that I had. Like I lost everything and it was at that point like you're naked. Now, yes. are you going to just crumble and disappear mm. or you're going to rise and say, okay, I learned that. So how did you like come out of it and just push I crumbled. yourself? You crumbled I crumbled first. for the first uh for the first year, solid. Because you don't, I didn't have a support system. Yeah. And that's when I realized how important the support system was. Mm. And this is where in the corporate world I met in 2010 is when I met Cheryl Blast. Who's actually a podcast guest. Yes, yes. I think she's one of your guests. Um, there was a lot of different women that came into my life that were a little bit older, wiser, and strong. And back then we didn't have the network or the mm. even what you guys are doing now with no. the podcast and like the panels and like the one day and the retreats and that there's not there was none there's of that none of that so if you didn't have a close circle you're pretty much left alone absolutely yeah. and people like started to believe in me because you lose your your own belief in yourself yes. confidence is something that is not just like you achieve it and then it's like it's forever guaranteed you have to work on it and at that point it's a muscle i like to believe it's a muscle if you stop going to the gym well I totally agree. Yeah. And sometimes it ha it comes from within and sometimes it needs to you need help from without. And at that moment, I did never want to create again. Wow. I promised myself what I will create will fail. I had told oh, myself that wow. story. That story that everything you would create will fail. Yes. And if you believe that story, that's it becomes your reality. So, how did you change the narrative? It had to be through small steps, like one project at a time. During the year where I was really not well, there was a youth festival that was happening across Canada, and they had asked me to create the Quebec portion with the youth that were non-professionals, mm. they were not performers, and half of them probably didn't want to be there. <laughs> and if I can coach them to perform in this national uh, show in Toronto, there was a thousand youth. And I was like, sure, I'll, my grandmother always taught me, like, you can't say no to, to helping out. So I said, of course I'll be there. I had wow. never taught non-professionals. Mm, because that's a different ballgame. It's a whole different ballgame. The level of discipline, commitment, and even just ability. Absolutely. And after this festival, which was an amazing learning experience, which also was the beginning seed of, you know, getting confident again. And that's how you started to make the impossible possible. And that was only the beginning. Over the years, Mabel has built an impressive portfolio. Mabel doesn't only plan events, she creates entire experiences. I wanted to know where does she get the confidence to take on such huge projects. 
I think that it's, it's an always a very interesting question about the confidence because I really believe that it has to be cultivated so much. And I don't wake up in the morning feeling confident. And I don't know if other artists feel the same, but for me, that struggle of like, is it good enough? Or the, mm. the doubting versus like, yes, I can do this. That battle, it is constant, it is daily. And now with everything that's happening online, you see what your competitors are doing constantly. Yes. And then you're like, <gasps> so mm. you have to really master your mind and you have to be a freaking guardian of your talent. And nothing can get in there to tell you that you're not good enough and that you're not capable. Because that's not true. That's 100% not true. So I'm like so strict with my brain. Mm. I know who I am. And I will always, if I, if I, I will always go to the end. And if I can make it happen, fantastic. And if I can't, I will be honest. I won't pretend. I will do my best. I yeah. will always do my best. Yes. And with that, you sleep well at night. Yeah. And you can move forward. And every day, if you can become a better human being, a better version of yourself, that's the process. How much of your own definition of success has evolved over time? Like, what does success mean to you, and how has it evolved over time? Yeah. You know, there's moments where you'll catch me where I'm like this powerhouse, super confident, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the moments where you'll catch me where, like, it's the, I don't know, more, I'm more sensitive. Maybe today I'm a more, more sensitive. Yes. But when you are focusing on the one day at a time, Everybody has their battles. My inner battles are different than your inner battles, but my goal every day is to win over my demons, you wow. know? That's and good. when I achieve that every day, that's that's my focus. And I and I understand that money, I understand that all these beautiful contracts, I understand all of that is for practice. Hmm. How you react under pressure, who you become when you're stressed, when you have tons of people around you, who do you what part of you comes up? what you need to polish and transform, what you need to change, what you need to learn, what you oh, need to like wow. ask for help with, what humbles, what, anyways, that is the role of life. Is that the Buddhist in you? <laughs> I love it. When you win over your own demons is when your full potential can rise and start ah. dancing and enjoying and creating and true. living life. But every single project for me was practice to become a better human being. That's success. That's what matters wow. at the end. That really is all that matters. Wow. And that's why good can continue to come your way because you're doing the work on yourself constantly. Le Pois Penché is Montreal's favorite Parisian brasserie where local and international movers and shakers come together to exchange ideas over delicious French food with a Montreal twist. Now available on Uber Eats and for takeout at lepoipenchéonline.com. I talked to you about my first struggle in my 20s. I talked to you about my struggle in my 30s. How about my struggle in my 40s? Oh, Where am I going in life? That was my next question. Where are you going next? Where am I going next? What am I doing? Um, running a business is really difficult. And, yes. I, and again, you know, one point... When you're 20s, it's normal. And for anybody that's young that's listening to this, it's completely normal. All you want is fame and fortune. You mm. want money. You really believe that money is going to be the end goal and the goal of life and, and what's going to bring you happiness. Because these hot shoes are expensive. Right? <laughs> and, and, and that's normal. I believed it too. Mm. Now, 20 years later, I understand that money is is not what brings happiness. It's uh, it's really important. I I I don't I don't say that, but um, 
this is where what else in life is important mm. so I was really reflecting again I've done my business for 20 years mm -hmm. I, I had to start my business because I needed to survive yeah. but I don't need to survive anymore I grew mm -hmm. up I'm okay mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. safe I'm mm -hmm. with me I'm winning every battle with myself I'm like I'm good I'm good now what now what yeah. so yeah. I've been I wanted to close my business and what I mean by closing my business is not necessarily the mission of what my inner world has. I, I will never close me. I'm no, me. No, you're you. But no. closing the office. And mm. we're also in a time where, like, everything is mobile, agile. People are, there's so much opportunity out there. The world is super connected. I feel like I'm talking to all of you now. Well, that's great. Like, <laughs> but, like, the world is super connected. I'm like, I want to go to the world. Yeah. And that's it. So uh, October 31st was the last day at the office. And then right after came the crash. The next day, bam, demon wakes up. Really? Now I, I'm, I'm like, is that a failure? Did I not? Am I I'm scared? I'm scared shitless. So sorry, my language. No, no, but understand. I'm scared. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? What's going to happen to me? Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to have, a, if I don't have a company, where's my finances? Oh, my. I lost yes, my yes, yes, mind. Yes, yes, yes. I lost my mind. And when you lose your mind like that, you can throw yourself in the garbage well, so fast. Well, because your fear come to the surface and now they've literally been augmented and you've diminished yourself. Absolutely. And then everything you've created, like you the, forget it. You forget it. And it's like it never happened. It never happened. The fear is this big and everything else is like, it doesn't matter. And it's not true. That's the lie. But again, Mabel picked herself up. She called friends, embarked on a trip, traveled to Rome and to Marrakesh. And when she came back, she asked herself, what comes after success? What happens with young entrepreneurs, and maybe, I don't know if I can generalize in any way, but you need to have something that justifies why you're alive. You need to have something that says, yes, this is this is this is why you're here and your purpose and your status and your definition and your confidence. Like my company became everything to me. And in the meantime, I have built family and friends and a network and myself that now like I don't get fully fed only on my business and work, but I'm I need the feeding of friends and family and love. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to, like, you were at some point, like a lot of us are when we start the business, defined by what we do. Yes. And I'm like, oh, what do I want now? Mm. I want a husband. I've never mm. wanted a husband before. Mm. Do I want a family? Mm. Do I want a dog? Mm. Where do I want to live? Yes. What do I want to create? Huh. And that became clear that I... I created and I love the event industry and I will continue. I'm, I'll be announcing something soon. Manina World will continue. But what I want to create is something that's more permanent or semi-permanent. Mm -hmm. So now I, I would like to create shows for uh, an audience. Ooh. I will now start creating shows again. Wow. 
congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is good. So Mabel, you know so much. You've done so much. If you were to give oh, our no, audience no, three no, books, no, no. oh books, yes, oh, I can do books. advice. I'm no, like, I know that the what you've shared in itself is lessons. It's just life lessons. Mm. So we're not going to go into the typical how many advice because I think that you've shared life lessons that mm. we can pick and choose how to apply it. Like I myself taking notes right now. So books. Yes, I love, love books. books. Love books. First book, The Buddha in Your Mirror. Whether you're a Buddhist or not, you need to read that book. The you need to Buddha read that in book. Your mirror. Okay. Uh, the second book is E Myth. You have to read that book. How it's do you spell it? E, um, like dash myth. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, e the E Myth. Okay. It's like if you want to get into business, if you are in business, you need to read that book. Then um, the last book is The Artist's Way. You need to read The Artist's Way. If you want to tap into your creativity, I believe everybody is creative. So The Artist's Way has a morning pages ritual, your own artist day, a way to really help you fight those negative demons mm. and really tap into your creative potential. Wow. It's a fantastic book. By the end of this season one, I'm probably going to have like 12 books to read, which is good because it's one book a month. That's 2020 is covered for me. So that's good. So right now, um, you know, we, we there's one at one point in the conversation that I want to close on that you mentioned uh, when you were you hit that first failure and you had these women that were stronger and a lot more experienced, a little more experienced than you supporting you. Like how much do you feel women empowering other women is important and how much does it play into your own career and personal life? It's the most important. And I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for their uh, support. Mm. So how is that important? I think it's everything. It's absolutely everything. Um, Do you believe the future is female? A hundred percent. You know, and I was going to get into that. I was like, am I getting into that? Like, yes. Um, so I believe that if we're going to achieve world peace in the world, we need to start like listening to women and letting them do what they do best, which is nurture the planet, take care of each other. We can feed the soul and like we need to we need to do what we do. Yeah. What a great way to close this conversation, Mabel. <laughs> I, I seriously I wanna be as we close, I wanna honor you for sharing so transparently your own battles with us. It is never easy to overcome. It's not easy, but it does mean that every day we are brave enough to say, okay, it's hard, but I'm going to go and move forward one foot at a time. And when you share those women helping you, it brings me back to when I gave birth. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> it was really hard. So thank hmm. you. <laughs> Oh, you did so good. You're going to do so good with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Boss Women Unfold, the podcast. We're back in two weeks for my honest conversation with guest Andrea Sweden. Join us for tips on how to turn your best skill into a successful business and how to keep your life organized. A special thank you to Breather for supporting this podcast. Breather, space made simple. Modern meeting and office space, all to yourself, for hours, days, or months. 
Visit breather.com to learn more. Boss Woman Unfold is recorded in Montreal. It is hosted and created by Noelle Sam and produced and edited by Alexandra Jureko. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you like what we're doing, please leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends. It really helps a lot.